You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue on with our coverage of Nip Tuck. We are getting more and more into the second part of season five. Oh no, why are we here? But we have to be because we're up to the 17th episode of the fifth season, Roxy St. James, first airing on the 27th of January 2009. It was written by Jennifer Salt. It was directed by Lynn Green. And this is a fairly interesting episode, which I'm sure we'll have uh, plenty to talk about. As always, my name is Ben, and my cock has mystical powers. That's all. Uh, and my name's Nick, and uh, those are two of the healthiest tits I've ever put my dick between. <laughs> well, at least I think we had backup plans for our backup plans for our quotes, if any of that made sense. Um, yeah, this is an episode of Nip Tuck, Nick. That's about all I can say right now. Yeah, well, it's funny. I mean, um, you know, since we last recorded, I've now gone and burnt my way through, um, you know, the rest of season five. So I've now reached the end of this season. And, um, um, you know, I, I find myself in a funny position where um, it's going to be hard to defend some of this stuff, but I think I might end up defending some of it more than I expected I would. Um, there's, don't get me wrong, there's absolutely enormous, gigantic problems that you can drive a truck through. Um, but that doesn't mean there's not some fun stuff here to talk about as well. And, and um, I think this episode's a good example of that. That there is some, there is some um, potential. I wouldn't go as far as to say diamonds in amongst the dirt, but uh, maybe a few cubic zirconias in there. I don't know. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be um, pleased to kind of um, talk about some good stuff as well as trashing on the bad stuff. But um, probably more of the latter, I would expect. If you start defending Liz and Christian, you're dead to me. Uh, I'm hanging up right now, and I'm never talking to you again. <laughs> well, no, well, that's 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 definitely one area where we can we there will be no disagreement on, um, and it's actually one of those things where um, I, you know I, I don't think I can I'm not spoiling this too much by saying that there are a number of places where that storyline could have been made a lot better by just ending it or you know finding a, a a way to end it, and you know it's like they give it's like the writers give themselves a whole bunch of opportunities to end this in a more you know subtle and not devastating way that is so bad. When I say devastating, like just devastatingly bad storyline wise and um they just seem to keep plowing on regardless so um, when those moments pop up I'm, i'll be more than happy to kind of talk through them um, i also think that the liz stuff kind of gets in the way of some really good christian and sean moments um, maybe not so much in this episode but they kind of undermine some of the cool christian and sean stuff that we could have had with with the whole christian cancer storyline so it, it is really disappointing um that it, it does get in the way of some some really good stuff. So, no, that's probably not going to be an area that uh, you and I are going to disagree on, I don't think. Well, I, I can say that this week definitely is not as bad as last week. Uh, <laughs> so, we'll just put it that way. And, you know, there is some enjoyable stuff in this episode where, you know, there's just glimmers of what we've had in the past. So, you know, I can see it in certain aspects. But, um, I don't know. I just There's just a certain, a real vibe on this show kind of moving forward to where we started a couple of weeks ago to where we are now that just never really changes. So that's kind of where we are. But we start off straight away with, uh, you know, some good stuff. I actually, you know, I like uh, Candy Richards, Jennifer Coolidge. She's back, uh, except she's Coco now um, because she apparently did a DNA test at Christmas that found out she's black. Uh, so... She is all acting incredibly uh, black here, and she wants a bigger ass because she's starting a hip-hop uh, career. And I always have to question the motives here of, of Sean and Christian because, you know, they're always, you know, trying to do things the right way and ethically and everything. But 
is is any of this really ethical for them to basically help this woman and her fantasies to, you know, becoming black? I think that there's definitely a theme on this episode that uh, if a certain psychologist from season one was on staff, none of this probably <laughs> would be happening in this episode. Yeah, I think it's... It's really funny that we've, um, you, you know, um, a lot of cases like this where you kind of think, should there be a psychological thing? You know, there's often they're on um, some kind of um, antidepressant, which means that they're not acting themselves and they come in for these these consultations. And um, this is another good example of that, really, that maybe she's not on drugs, but, you know, this is not, this is really, really weird. Um, this is just like, I know it's supposed to be played for laughs and all that kind of thing, but... I mean, we are getting into, like, seriously racist territory here where she's like, oh, you know, just like every black stereotype you can ever think of, you know, that, oh, yeah, I like chicken and waffles and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. It's just like, I just feel like it's so unnecessary. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely not not something I'm loving in this episode. I've got to say, this is, this is not one of the highlights that I will be defending in this episode, that's for sure. I definitely don't think we would be seeing this uh, 10 years later uh, to where we are today. But, I mean, I... I do love the film clip that she does just because it's so bad. It's just funny. Um, and we'll get to that. But I mean, you know, it's just, it's, we, we talked about how her character kind of is the, the new Mrs. Grubman or the, the new Dawn Budge. And, uh, I believe sadly this is it though for Jennifer Coolidge. This is her last appearance. So, um, you know, we, we burn through kind of these regular comedic people pretty quickly at this point in the show. So, uh, sadly this will be all we see of, uh, Coco and her number eight on YouTube video, which we'll, uh, we'll get to. Um, and we get Christian eating the biggest plate of sushi I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Sean suggesting he goes to a breast cancer support group to which Liz comes in and, um, basically, uh, you know, still giving Christian the cold shoulder. And again, you know, this is kind of where maybe we could end this here. Like, have some jokes. It was a one-off. Oh, well, move on and just have it move past it. But no, apparently this is where Liz has discovered she doesn't know who she is because she lied. She didn't really fake her orgasm. She had her orgasm. It was the best one she's had or things like this. And she's thought she was a lesbian since she's 22 and now she doesn't know. Um, and basically Christian says we need to have sex again. Uh, because we need to make sure that it wasn't a, a thing. And uh, basically, um, you know, this is going to still lead us down a haunted path that we just don't want anything to do with. Yeah, and I mean, going back to your quote at the top, which I'm not sure where in the episode he says this, but you know, about his dick having mystical powers, because I think, you know, somebody who's been a lesbian their whole life and just gets off on, you know, literally like we saw the whole scene play out. So literally, what, 20 seconds worth of sex? It just, that does not feel um, genuine at all to me. So, yeah, it's just one of those things that I just think, oh, like this just does not feel genuine to these characters. It doesn't feel like this would actually happen. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot. I like about this and yeah it just it, it just doesn't buy true to me and I think one of the things that I'm, I'm going to start picking up on here and um, it might be something that we have to kind of watch and, and see if it actually is the case going forwards but I think you know one of these things we've always said about about um, Julian McMahon and, and the Christian character is that he can play against anybody like just he seems to have like natural chemistry with just about everyone whether it's Sean or Julia or um, you know, whoever it might be, he's just got all the all the charisma and all the that kind of chemistry in the world. And 
I think this is the first time he doesn't, you know, it just falls flat. Like him and Liz, don't get me wrong, have been kind of like funny comedic, you know, foils for each other throughout this whole series. But in terms of being like a romantic interest, I think they just don't have any chemistry. And like some of the stuff might have been salvageable if these two just worked well as a couple or whatever, but they just don't. Like it just falls flat between the two of them, which is really interesting given that they know each other and they've worked together for you know years on the show. Um, but that's just to me, I think the biggest problem I have is that the two of them just don't have that kind of dynamic chemistry you would need to make a storyline like this work. And it's, it is a, I agree with it all because without being disrespectful to Roma Mafia or Liz in general, it just, they just don't look like they should remotely be a couple. And it, is a case of where you need to kind of have some sort of chemistry or some sort of thing there going on that if you're going to look past kind of the exterior here, but you kind of can't because, yeah, I agree with you. There's there's nothing there between these two because we've spent, you know, four, four and a half seasons, five seasons of these two at each other's throats and, you know, one being the womanizing misogynist and the other kind of being the, you know, upstanding feminist who is going to stand up for these rights. And now all of a sudden she's doing what she's doing and just yeah this is this is why this is such a problem this is my c3po and princess leia reference from a week you know a week or so ago yeah. like it just it just does not work yeah totally and 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 that's the problem i guess is that if we had the right person and you know like we just talked about the she who must not be named um but you know her and christian had some chemistry there did, and you think, yes. like if she had been here the whole time yeah if they'd been here the whole time like if she'd if she'd lasted past season one and maybe she'd been a recurring character on the show and her and christian had been at each other's throats the whole time but then all of a sudden like in this moment of weakness they kind of turn to each other and that chemistry's been there the whole time and and you kind of believe that um that might have worked but this just doesn't work because him and Liz have just never been like that you know that chemistry's never been there um in that way and it just it just doesn't work and, and to me that's the big failing of the storyline really well we kind of get some old weird stuff in this episode for something that i said that i actually kind of enjoyed this in last week we're not starting off to a very nice start here with some of the stuff we've got but um <laughs> Olivia's back, because remember her? That's uh, been a while since we've seen her. <laughs> God, yeah. But um, she's here essentially wanting surgery. Speaking of people going against their beliefs, we've got another one this week, uh, because she apparently thinks she's aged 10 years and 6 months, and we've heard that uh, Eden's moved to Europe to do her porn films, basically, and she's only wanting this surgery because she thinks it saved Julia's life, so, you know, why not I? Why am I going to do it? And remember, last time we kind of really saw Olivia and sort of the Eden situation. Eden's obviously sort of confessed to Olivia that she's shot uh, Julia and nothing ever gets resolved about this, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Eden comes back one more time this season, but does it actually get resolved? I don't think it does, does it? No, I don't think so, no. So this is where it is, kind of just like, you know, getting away with shooting someone in the head. But basically, we also hear from Olivia that they're going to be moving back to New York because... Did they, I can't even remember, this season's just been going on for a while, what, did they agree to stay in Los Angeles? Uh, possibly, maybe they, there was something there that I'm just blocking out of my head. But, uh, so to which Sean, just a complete professional, decides to storm out of a consult, um, to just go and yell at Julia about going back to New York. You're going to take Annie and Connor away from me? Well, you don't even know where they are. Where are they right now? Like, everyone involved in <laughs> Connor and Annie's life is in one room. Who's looking after them right now, Sean? Um, to which, you know, we thought the whole Sean Julia storyline was dead and buried again, but no, here it is because he's just going to make out with her. To which we get Moni Julia. Um, and then she storms out 
to which uh, Olivia's been watching the whole time. It's basically like, so when can you fit me in? It's just a weird scene, and it's just all of a sudden like, hey, guess what? Sean and Julia, let's relive this again. Yeah, it just feels, yeah, none of this works. Like, it just feels like there's massive big bits that are missing out of this. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess like, you know, when, when we first get introduced to Olivia, it's kind of like they've come out from New York to visit or whatever. Um, and then they kind of just never leave, you know, and it kind of gets wrapped up a little bit in the, the Eden storyline, but Eden's not here anymore, as you rightly say, which is another big fault in the second half of the season is that Eden was one of the best parts of the first half of season five. And to not have her here, I think is a really big mistake. Um, and so, yeah, you kind of get this whole thing. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, I do like to sometimes point out, I might have, I might have already said this, but, you know, when I get the subtitles and I kind of watch this in the background and I love the bit, you know, where they start making out and it says Julia gasps, which I always, you know, I, I, I think you might, you would find funny. Um, yeah, it just none of it kind of works. And, um, yeah, it just feels like we're missing huge pieces of information in order to make this work. You, you need more information than you're getting here, basically. I feel they're going out of their way to try and get rid of Olivia. So they're like, oh, hey, remember Olivia, we need to make sure that we, you know, tie up some loose ends and we're just going to kill her off in this episode. But I think they just create a whole lot more here, really, with it. Because, you know, it's a case of this is us shipping back uh, Julia back to New York. Fair enough. But, you know, again, you've got this whole thing of Eden shooting Julia in the head and basically just getting away with it. Never question Julia's memory disappeared now it's back but does she just still not remember that she got shot by eden and it's just even the eden thing in this episode is a bit weird which you know we'll get to very shortly but um i just think they've created themselves more problems by trying to fix you know a plot sort of go to here because you know olivia i was i don't dislike portia de rossi i always say that every time we talk to her but you know let's just uh, i'm not even getting started on julia lesbian storyline again yeah, the, the, the kind of storyline just doesn't really work. Um, and I, I think probably what we're now getting is just like this, um, confluence of, of bad storylines just, and, you know, sometimes if there's one good storyline, it can hide the other ones that aren't working on the show. And suddenly it feels like none of them are working. That's basically where I feel like we are here. And, and that makes it really hard. You know, like you, you kind of want to, you, you need something to hang the show off. And when both of your kind of main storylines aren't working, we, we, you know, we're in a bad place right now yeah pretty much um so where are we got here christian in a cancer support group one thing i do like about this scene is some of this kind of does hark back to some classic nip tuck i just love christian sitting there stirring his tea with his uh sunglasses on i mean it's just kind of it's a very serious sort of scene in many aspects because you know we're hearing these you know terrible stories of you know survival from these women who have obviously you know suffered <laughs> from breast cancer and yet here we have Christian just stirring his tea and then all of a sudden uh, being a real dick to everyone and then basically hooking up at a support group with uh, Roxy St James and uh, they go back have sex and eventually he finds out that she's wanting a breast removed because uh her mother and grandmother basically both died of breast cancer now what is it with that christianette sort of support groups and picking up he did it with gina at a sexaholics anonymous group <laughs> yeah. and now all of a sudden here he's at a breast yes. cancer support group so this is uh you know a good spot for christian to to pick up some women essentially 
Yeah, yeah. I do love the kind of thing where they like talking to each other and like, oh, he actually finds the scar, the scar sexy. And like Christian just laughs and is like, he's lying. And he's like, he's probably banging somebody else on the side or what, you know, whatever. It's just like, it's just classic Christian. And this is the stuff I actually quite enjoy in this episode. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it is really fun. Um, I do like the Roxy St. James character. I think it kind of saves this episode from being absolute garbage. Um, you know, I've talked about it a little bit before, but Dina Meyer, I think her name is. Um, and, um, she's somebody I know from obviously Starship Troopers the one that probably a lot of people of, of my age would know they would have seen her in that um as the kind of you know the the romantic interest in that but she's also been in the saw movies and you know so she's a face that i've seen around before i think she's a really good actress and um it's just funny how she just kind of pops up here in this one uh episode and, and i think it makes it really interesting her storyline's also quite fun as well so again this is somebody that does have kind of that chemistry with christian and it kind of works in this episode um but yeah kind of going back to the support group the whole thing of christian and the, the sunglasses kind of stirring his tea and yeah just being just being a right dick you know like it, it kind of just feels like this is kind of the, the christian i want to see more of really she's the one in sashi troopers with like the curly red hair right yes yeah yeah it's been a while i mean i used to watch that movie heaps when i was younger but i it's been a while since i've seen it but um yeah no i know who you're talking about now because um she's the ex-girlfriend of What's his name? And then obviously she, he ends up, well, trying to get with Denise Richards, right? So, oh, anyway. Um, it's, I've got to watch that movie again. It's, it's been a while, but, yeah. um, she was Maybe in Friends for a couple of episodes too. Yeah, no, we will. We'll put you down for that one. Um, for sure. Uh, cause I reckon, I think Colin and I have talked about that a few times. So I feel like that is one that we will definitely do, um, one day, but, um, we get, um, this uh, scene now where Coco slash Kenny Richards is getting a surgery. It's just random. It just leads us into a music video. Why not? Uh, <laughs> we kind of get Yo Stank Bitch or whatever it's called. It's just, just like the weirdest film clip you've ever seen. I don't even know what this is about. Like, is it a good thing to be smelly? Because you kind of got these people in this film clip who are sniffing her and all like are loving it. Like that one guy sniffers the basketball and is all like, oh, that's amazing. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I just love this. So it's so random. And I'm, I'm assuming you're probably going to hate it, but I also like at the end of the surgery scene with Nurse Linda just there, like singing to the song. Um, it's, just, it's so random, but at least this gives me some nip tuckness. I feel this is very nip tuck. And I just, I love the fact that we've got this in this episode. This to me kind of, you know, gives me a, a bit of a glimmer of the past and it's not all doom and gloom all the time in the show at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's good that you're starting to um, to understand my preferences on the show pretty well because yeah, I hate this. It's it's just so <laughs> stupid. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's supposed to be stupid, I guess. And so you know, it's not something that I'm horribly offended by, or you know, just was like this ruins the whole episode. It's definitely not that. Um, but yeah, it, it, to me, I just don't think it's it's all that much fun to be honest. It's just yeah, it, it just feels like. Oh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. It's just, it, it just feels really out of place. It feels stupid. Um, yeah, and and I just don't even know what this is doing in the episode, really. But I, I guess it's, if I get caught up in every little thing I don't like about the show, and um, you know, in this episode, in these next few these few episodes, then yeah, I'm I'm gonna be getting pissed off all the time. So it's not something I'm gonna let bother me too much. It is what it is, and uh, yeah, well, yeah, not based- not a huge fan. It's basically the end of Candy Richards, so thanks Jennifer Coolidge for being in Nip Tuck. Um, we get Sean and uh, Olivia, uh, kind of he's doing the checkup on her and 
uh, saying that he'll be in New York every single weekend to um, do the follow-up. And, you know, Olivia's sort of just talking about if you really love her, you've got to let her go. Uh, and then, you know, we kind of get this line from Olivia, like, how can I trust you to do my facelift? Um, it's just, it's just kind of weird, the inclinations that they're doing throughout this episode that Sean's capable of just murdering Olivia. Um, which is just, I mean, like, you see what they're trying to do, but it's, it's kind of a, a little bit weird. I don't know. Um, cause I mean, are you meant to believe that he's capable of doing this? Is this kind of what they're trying to lay the groundworks for? Maybe this is, they needed a, um, an Escobar flashback here, you know, like, um, <laughs> you want to kill her, Sean, you know, that's what they needed was just like a reminder, um, that, you know, Sean likes to kill people or that we like to pretend he would think about that. So I don't know. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's definitely not the Sean character to be like, you know, to take advantage of, of the situation and, and kill his, his ex-wife's girlfriend while she's under the knife. It's, that's definitely a, a several steps too far for, um, for, for the Sean character. That's for sure. And I definitely think it's it's a weird edit too when you see Olivia staring in the mirror and there's kind of like a weird flash. Like, is she meant to be staring in the mirror thinking, like, oh, I'm going to die because of this? And and, it, and it's weird if that's the case. She's kind of to blame for why she dies. So it's kind of, it's a weird thing that they go out of their way to do in this episode and kind of make it so you know Sean hasn't done it because the whole time she's here on antidepressants. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, that was kind of what I was referring to earlier in the episode is that, yeah, you kind of get the situation where these guys haven't really picked up on the fact that she's on antidepressants. And yeah, and it, 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 to, to me, this all just feels like just so, um, um, kind of convenient that I just don't even really think about that stuff. It's just, it, it's just one of those things that I, yeah, I just, I find it hard to get engaged because there's just, yeah, it, it, it's just so convenient, I guess. It's, a bit of a trend now with these guys in the last few weeks, isn't it? That they're just not checking uh, their uh, surgical records, essentially. Um, I mean, I guess she lied. She doesn't doesn't disclose this. But um, surely that's just not a simple case of... Um, there's something got to be something more medical there, surely, when it comes to surgery, that they've got to, like, drug test them all. So I don't know. Like, it seems to me that a lot of this more would happen. Because I could just be like, yeah, I'm not on drugs, not knowing the side effects and dying. Oh, well, that was just the patient's fault. Didn't disclose it. Move on. Like, I feel like there's yeah. just something more that would be just doing this to prevent this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, these guys, you would think, given given their record, would have been um, seriously um, kind of investigated by now. But um, I guess that's just something that we're we're not even worried about. Well, we get um, Roxy St. James's surgery now, and uh, she's about to go under. She's about to get done. Liz kind of has a preachy moment, and then next minute we get a really weird cut to which Roxy wakes up, and Christian hasn't gone through the surgery. Um, because she basically, he basically doesn't want to go ahead and do this because, uh, she, he says that, well, you know, you kind of don't have the gene. Um, you know, you're kind of doing this when you can live a perfectly healthy life with your, you know, statistics more on your side here. It's, it's kind of a weird thing because, I mean, this in a way is almost repeating the episode from a few seasons ago with a guy wanting his leg right. So, I mean, there's kind of that in an aspect which, you know, Christian fought against. And what did the guy go and do? Shoot himself to force getting the leg removal. What's going to happen in this episode? She's going to try and chop her own tits off in order for him to go through the surgery. So, again, Christian doesn't really learn here from past mistakes, well, not past mistakes, past experiences of what these people are possibly capable of when they're that set on wanting something like this done. Yeah, I guess so. And I, I guess it's one of those things where... Um 
it's complicated a little bit because obviously Christian's going through something um, that she's worried about going through at the same time, you know. So, so he's probably got a little bit more insight than perhaps he did in that case. But yes, it does feel a little bit inconsistent with that character. Um, that you know, you would have thought he would have learned something from that, from that. And why has he not learned something from that? Is is a bit disappointing. But um, yeah, it, it, it is. It is one of those things that is. Um, again I just enjoy the chemistry between these two so I'm not too too worried about that and it does it provides us with a really good scene where she's really upset um, and yeah it's going to provide an even better scene coming up which is which is great um, so yeah I mean even though there are some inconsistencies there I think it's worth it because it gives us a probably the best part of this this episode so I'm, I'm happy to to let that one slide through um, perhaps more than I am with some of the others which is, it's interesting because, um, I don't know what year it was when Angelina Jolie got her double mastectomy and obviously that was a big thing in the news and, you know, she was applauded for such a big, bold statement and kind of it was a thing where, you know, obviously women have that tough choice if they want to go ahead and do this. So, um, it would have been a, an interesting sort of, um, you know, storyline to follow perhaps had this show come out a few years later and kind of we had that happen whilst this was airing because, you know, I, I think this was before that, obviously. I think it would have been handled differently. So, um, yeah, I think it's kind of... It's a, it's an interesting storyline um, and one that I think it's good. It's, it's kind of like, as I said, like, I think the whole idea of giving Christian breast cancer is an interesting storyline. I just don't think they really do it to the extent that they could have done it. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. And, and I guess it's one of those things where, um, even though it's, you know, this, this back half of the season is 80 episodes long, it feels like the Christian cancer story does get a bit rushed. And I guess that's, you know, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit is that it kind of goes away for a couple of episodes and then it comes back. And so it does feel like it kind of gets crammed up a little bit too. So again, I think we just miss opportunities to tell a good story here. Um, it just, yeah, it just feels like that it's maybe not dug into in quite the level of detail I maybe expected it to be. Well, one positive from that is that he gets to write himself a, a prescription for medical cannabis yeah. because here he is just chilling yeah. in the lunchroom having a bong. Um, yeah, yeah. To which Liz walks in and she wants a hit too. Um, apparently, really good government shit. Um, and I love Liz. You know, she actually does look quite good there, Roman Mafia. She's the way she's all dressed up and she's saying she's uh, going for Hollywood glamour. And we find out she's going on a date with a man called Stephen. Um, who's another anesthesiologist. He walks in on Christian having a hit of a bong. Um, and to really date this episode, if you listen to the line when he's like, she's like, oh, let's go out for dinner. It's like, no, I just got a few movies in from Netflix. I thought we could stay in and cook. And I, if anybody's not familiar with the history of Netflix, <laughs> Netflix started off as a male uh, DVD company where basically you'd go online and say, I want five DVDs, and they would mail them to you. That was kind of the thing that was in between streaming and, you know, blockbuster videos. So that's how they started. So I just love the fact that this is almost the 2008 version of, uh, you know, Netflix and chill. It's I've got some in the mail. Uh, 2009 version, I should say. So I do like that subtle little dating reference there uh, to make this episode yes. as aged as is. But um, Christian obviously feeling a little bit threatened by this guy. Um, he's a bit of a dick at the end. He's like, we should open a window. And he's like, she's a lesbian. And they walk out. But, uh, it's, it's, it, you know, it's an okay scene in this terrible storyline. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's one of those things, I guess, that you know Liz is starting to explore whether or not it's a, it, it's just a Christian thing, or whether it's it's something that she wants to make a, a bit more of a life life changing decision. Um, yeah, and I, I guess that that's I, I suppose that's interesting. Um, it it, it kind of doesn't do much for me really, other than kind of I suppose this is the time where you would be digging in and kind of showing that that Christian's bothered by this. You know that he actually has feelings for Liz, and I guess it's probably a Another part of why I don't like the storyline is that it's all, it all feels one way. You know, it feels like Christian's very much in it because Liz can give him something while he's in a vulnerable state, but he actually has re- really no feelings for her at all. And I never, ever get the sense from Christian that he has feelings for Liz. I don't know if you feel the same way, but oh, that sure. to me is one of the big, big errors in, in the storyline here. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. And uh, no way do you ever get any of that inkling from Christian. Um, and... Yeah, it, it it is it goes a long way with the just how bad the storyline is and it's it's again not something that's new. I mean, you know, with Liz kind of, you know, wondering if she's really straight, you know, so she's experimenting with men is what we exactly we had with Matt after Ava. You know, it's like, oh maybe I'm into transsexual, so I'm gonna go to a transsexual bar. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm surprised he didn't start dating a, a string of white supremacists or, you know, a string of his family after a while, you know, as we kind of alluded to a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but um it's, yeah. again, something that we've already had before. And, again, I know a show kind of, you know, approaching its sixth season, all TV shows do struggle to keep things original. I mean, God, 24 really struggled after a while to really keep new storylines and Lost and all these shows, you know, they, they do end up repeating things along the way. Um, but it's just, it's just interesting that, you know, they can kind of go through this and kind of do what we're doing again. But, um, it, the date is over pretty quickly because we've already got Liz back into surgery and we've got Olivia, um, kind of having one of these fantasy scenes, Sean, uh, you know, as Olivia's kind of got half a scout peeled off and basically, you know, come on, you want to kill me, you want to kill me, which again, I like your sort of reference. We should have really had an Escobar flash here. That would have been a good one, a good way of doing it. Um, but, uh, she does go into, to VFib and essentially she, uh, is, you know, coding out the table and they would have called 911. Are they not doctors? Um, I don't know. Like, I know they're not a, a proper hospital. They're just a plastic surgery place. But again, I, I think they're capable of saving people's lives. Um, and then we, uh, basically, uh, cut straight back to McNamara Troy. And, uh, Christian's sitting on the couch reading a paper. Liz comes in and essentially is questioning whether it's her fault. What do we do now? Um, and yeah, then we have an attractive receptionist sitting at the, uh, why isn't Christian having sex with this woman? Um, she's just <laughs> chilling there. And who walks in? Roxy St. James, uh, very calm, nonchalant, and essentially is like, oh, do you have an outlet? Tells people to move from the couch, to which she promptly goes to uh, carve off her own boobs. It was a very graphic scene. It's very full on, actually. I remember watching this for the first time, going, "Holy shit, that came out of nowhere!" Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm sure you're about to say how much you like this, and I like this scene too. I'm not going to say I don't like it. I think it's, it's again a nip tuck style scene. You know, it's it's confronting, it's graphic, it kind of serves to make a point. Um, so, yeah, I think this, uh, sets up something quite well for, well, it already has been set up quite well. It's, it, this scene is very powerful and it's very full on. Yeah, I think so. And I think, it, you know, we kind of needed this right now. You know, I think this, this episode, if I'm being honest, is, is a bit boring and, um, 
there's not a lot really happening here and we're jumping all over the place narrative wise and i think the kind of roxy storyline is the only thing that you kind of get you know you get set up and you get some payoff and and this is the kind of payoff that we're getting for it you know and um i think it's just done really really well i think um yeah it, it is graphic and it's the kind of thing that you know i i, I suppose tv starting to change by the time we get to this episode because um you know early days this is the kind of thing you'd only see on a show like nip tuck um and that's probably not quite the same here anymore but it still does feel like something that is not seen on a lot of kind of network or basic cable shows you know it, it is kind of unusual um to show that kind of graphic nature of it so i really enjoy that uh, it'd be interesting to know how far somebody would get into doing something like that to themselves before they passed out with the pain um but yeah, yeah i i yeah i do i just think we kind of needed the shot of adrenaline in the episode and it just comes at the right time really so um yeah i i, I do really enjoy it and the song the take another piece of my heart being played in the background are you thinking that's too much i think it works quite well with the scene yeah no, I think, and I think, you know, as, as I've kind of said, um, you know, a, a few episodes ago now, is that any expectation I've got that the, the, the kind of song choices will be, um, subtle or, you know, different in any way are kind of gone now. I think we go for the most obvious choice. It's like, you know, what's the best song to play at this time? Yep. That's, that's, you know, that's what I think, you know, that we'll kind of get a bit of a laugh. And yeah, so it, yeah, I mean, it, it works. I, you know, it's not, it's not, subtle anymore but that's that's fine the show has changed and sometimes you just have to be prepared to change with it a little bit peace of my heart by the move is the name of the song for those playing at home we want to know what that one is um meanwhile sean's at the hospital and who's there yelling at him it's julia yay um and basically it's a chance for her to scream at him and yell at him for being a liar a cheat you know for lying about the wheelchair for monica for megan um, that uh, she'll never forgive him, she hates him, then all of a sudden we find out, sadly, that Olivia has passed away, um, and then she's going to find out, essentially, that he's at fault and going to make sure he loses his medical license. It's just, I mean, you can understand it. She's lost Olivia, you know, she's she's lashing out, she's upset. But, I mean, considering we've got this scene to what we're about to get next with her, it's kind of just... I don't know about Julia this episode. It's, we've talked about how she's just kind of going to go away again very soon, but um, it's just strange. I don't know even how to describe Julia in this episode. It's just strange. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, yeah, and just the whole thing of, you know, like, basically, you know, I'm going to get an autopsy done, and, you know, if, if it's your fault, it's like I'm going to I'm gonna take you for everything, and I hate you, and blah, 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 and, you know, and, and this just feels really weird to me. It just feels, again, just out of nowhere, like, why does she hate you? And I guess probably we're keeping the back of our mind that, you know, she's supposedly still recovering from this amnesia, which is, you know, we're, we're kind of just completely forgotten about that as well, pretty much. So just feels like the Julia storyline. They just had no idea what to do with it. And, you know, at this point, like, let's just get her out of the show now. Let's just find a way to get Julia gone from the show because she's just not adding anything to it. And, you know, am, am I right in saying this is her only episode in this back half of, I think it is, the you know, the back half of the season or maybe the next one. I don't know. But there's not a lot more of Julia until the end of the season. So, I think that's a good thing. You know, I do think that the show gets better by not having Julia. And that's not necessarily a Jolly Richardson complaint. It's got nothing to do with the acting. It's just that they just don't have a storyline for her. So I think sometimes if it's not Christian or Sean and you don't have a compelling storyline for the other characters, just don't show them because it's it's not worth having them there if you're not going to do something useful with them. 
we do not see her again until next season, uh, which is uh, the fifth episode of season six, Abigail Sullivan. So, uh, <laughs> like, this goes back to my point that I really think that um, we could have just killed her off when she got shot and nothing would have changed. Um, so, yeah, this is crazy to think that we're just not going to see her for a long time. And there's just nothing of substance in this episode. And then with her, and again, it just it's like, why are we getting Sean wanting her back again all of a sudden? It's just, uh, you know... Cool. Yeah. And I just and I just want to jump on as well and just mention the fact that, you know, we've used the term and the word soap opera a lot to describe some of the bad stuff we've had in season five. And this just feels like, you know, you just kill a character off on the operating table. You know, these got this isn't ER, they're like this is nip tuck. And people don't die on the operating table, you know, very often I wouldn't have thought. And so the fact that when it does happen it's somebody that knows that you know, these char- you know, it's kinda of like a main ish character. Like it just that just feels way too much for me. Like it just feels like it doesn't really really fit with the show and so it just feels like we are just you know we have to insert drama in here to keep people watching and i think there's better ways of doing it really and uh, yeah it just it, it just annoys me it just feels just feels lazy i'm gonna lump a bunch of these scenes together here because i feel that a lot of these kind of all just there's not probably going to be a lot to be said in a few of these middle scenes maybe the sean and christian stuff i'm sure you'll probably have comics i think it's a nice scene but we've got um surgery with Roxy getting fixed up, Liz, uh, you know, essentially just uh, admitting that she was wrong. And then Sean walks in, says Olivia's dead. We get Christian and Sean having a nice little heart-to-heart, which I do like. Um, and sort of, even though it's Sean again rehashing everything about, I may have lost Julia forever. And um, Christian's lying about, you know, I think uh, that that's my fortune cookie, not yours. Again, it's just kind of stuff that I just feel just is not relevant to anything. But it's still just nice to have these two kind of having a moment like this. Um, Liz comes in, finds out that she was on antidepressants, so it was not their fault. And then we get a scene where Sean is telling Julia about this, and uh, Julia's still going to go to New York. Um, and in comes Eden, because we haven't seen her in a while, and we kind of basically end up with Eden being back to her bitchy self. She's not even eyes on Sean anymore. It's basically against him completely now as well. And um, it all ends up with... Eden dumping the ashes of Olivia all over Sean and Julia. Now, the first thing, how quickly do they think it takes people to get cremated? Like, this, she's been dead for a day. It takes, like, weeks yeah, to get a person yeah. cremated. Can I just point that out for starters? Uh, and yeah. secondly, like, I get what they're trying to do here. Like, Eden's evil and, oh, here it is. But, like, this, nothing is resolved from this. Like, it's just like, haha, I dumped my dead mum all over you. Go, go to the next scene. Like, it's just like, what is the point of this? I don't get it. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but it just doesn't work at all. And, yeah, it's just, you know, she obviously is telling the lie to Sean and Julia, saying that, oh, it was mum who shot you. And I guess this is kind of meant to be what we've got some sort of resolution and even just getting away with this. But, uh, I don't know. Like, if you got a villain who's, quote, getting away with things, like... Do it better. Like, we had that with the Carver, you know, whether you liked how that turned out or not. Like, at least we kind of get them getting away with it at the end with Kit and Quinton, you know, sitting in that pool in Spain. I like how that kind of leaves it open-ended like that. You know, that works. Whereas, what are they trying to do here with it? So, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, again, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's just strange. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, it, it almost feels like, you know, we were contractually obliged to have um, the Eden character in two more episodes or whatever more episodes. And, you know, it, it kind of just feels like she's there to fulfill a contract rather than actually add anything to the... That is kind of a funny scene, how they're kind of just like, this is how much we care about this character that we're just going to throw her ashes over the over two of the other characters. You know, like, it just it, it's kind of just like a like a big middle finger to um, Portia Del Rossi, you know, like got this good character, a reasonably good character. And then they just kind of just like, well, we're just going to throw the remains of literally the remains of this character over two of the other characters. So yeah, it does just feel just, I don't know, like a a weird scene and it kind of just, I guess it fits with a weird episode really. Uh, Did you want to add anything on Sean and Christian's little moment? I know I gelled over a bunch of scenes there, but I didn't know if you had anything to say on that. Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, there's not too much more to add there, I don't think. Uh, well, sadly, we've got to add one more thing, and it's uh, Liz and Christian. Uh, Wilbur's still alive. There he is. He wants to listen to Yo Stank Bitch again. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's on number eight on YouTube, <laughs> so go Coco. But um, basically, this all just ends up with Christian and Liz going into a bedroom together um, because she had sex with Stephen. It was like getting bitten by a mosquito. She doesn't like men, she likes you, and it's just weird. Nah, I don't even want to talk about it, I want to vomit, because it's just dumb, there's nothing there, it's stupid, and I just hate this storyline. Yep, yep, and I just, it just again, just feels to me, again, the chemistry's just not here, like, these two just don't work, and I think even, you know, like, she's delivering these big lines about, you know, I don't like men, I like you, and they need to be delivered, like, in my opinion, close up like they should actually be like right in his face really and the fact that she's doing it from the other side of the room it's almost like she would have to yell those lines for him to hear them and to me it just like it removes any intimacy that you might have in that in that moment so i just think even the staging of where these actors actually are are literally placed on the set just doesn't even work so and yeah like the whole thing just the body language between them just kind of doesn't work and yeah just nothing really kind of feels like it works to me unfortunately so so yeah, it's a, it, as we've talked about, it's just just yeah, no, nothing really working out here. Well, that gets us to our review. What are we doing with this episode, Nick? Are we buying it, renting it, or binning it? Boy, it's it's hard because I think I, as as I said at the top of the episode, is that basically, um, you know, I I want to try and and give some credit where credit's due on on these episodes because they're not all bad um, and. But I think we also need to call out the bad stuff and, and be very clear about why it is bad. And, um, you know, I, I think that the, the one shining light in this whole thing is the Roxy St. James, but I do like that. I, I like that character. But um, as you rightly point out, compared to an earlier storyline that, kind of, that kind of told the same thing, um, you know, I, it actually just kind of doesn't really – it's kind of quite pale in comparison. So – um, I think on that basis, it's going to be a bin for me, and um, it's definitely not as bad as last week. There is definitely some stuff that's worth watching here, um, but all the kind of like emotional and dramatic hooks that they kind of hang on this episode, I don't want to grab onto any of them, and and that's probably a very bad sign. You know, like if, if there's nothing here, if it leaves me cold and, and kind of bored, to be honest, then, uh, you know, I actually just don't really want to keep watching. So, you know, for me, it's not one I'm ever going to be wanting to chuck back in and watch again, even though I love that actress and love that little storyline that's five minutes in the episode and that's not enough to save it for me so it is going to be a bin and i thought i might be coming in and um you know making it a a, a rent but you know and talking through it with you it's it's a pretty clear bin for me yeah i think i'm going the same way i'd kind of earmark this as a rent myself but it's kind of you know 
I mean, I like the the music clip scene. That's about it. Um, you know, so I think kind of I'm going to go the same way as you. Um, there's really not a whole lot more to add on what you said. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a high bin, I guess. I mean, I'm going to put this as the seventieth. Uh, best out of 77 at this point, 76 at this point. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's not exactly a glowing recommendation, but, um, it's the second highest bin right now. So, yeah, but I mean, I think we're getting a lot more of the reds moving forward with these bins. So, um, you know, we yes, knew what uh, we were yeah. in for. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, yeah. And I, and I will stand by that. I actually think that, um, last week's episode is, is probably the worst of this run. Um, but I don't, unfortunately, I don't think it's like a, a really low dip and then we pick back up. I think it's the lowest dip, but then we don't really get much higher than that, you know? Um, basically, I think the biggest problem I'm going to get with this stuff is that a, the storyline isn't really all that interesting. Like I do find myself a bit bored watching some of this stuff. And then B, the other side of it is that basically, um, there's just yeah there's just not enough tension and the storyline doesn't actually work in terms of of um selling me kind of like emotionally or whatever you might want to say so there's just not enough there to kind of keep me really invested so yeah it's it's not going to be as terrible again but don't expect it to suddenly pick up and be amazing well, we've still got season six to go, and, you know, it's really not going to pick up from there. So, uh, there's that to say. Um, <laughs> but next week, we're uh, talking about Ricky Wells. Uh, I think you mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, pedophilia is kind of back on the table, uh, sort of. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, again, it's kind of, we've got back to almost classic Nip Tuck with kind of this warped version of what happens with the patient, which kind of... You know, I like the fact that we get back on the table with this. So, you know, there's that. We've got Raj. We've got Raj's dad. We've got Matt. Um, you know, there's some interesting stuff. But again, it's still kind of meh-ish. Uh, but I think it's it's better than this week. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, and, and one of the things I quite like about um, this episode, next week's episode, and, and maybe the, the week after that, um, is that kind of like the, the title characters um, that we get here uh, are actually quite fun. Um, so even if the stuff around it isn't particularly fun, um, I think the stuff um, with these patients is, is is worth watching. You know, like it, that's the stuff that is really fun. Unfortunately, that sometimes is, like I just said, five to seven episode, uh, minutes of the episode. So you've got another 35 minutes to kind of kill and that stuff is where it kind of falls down a little bit and unfortunately that's the important stuff so um you might enjoy the title characters i think um but i, I do think there's some potentially more interesting stuff with this other one we've obviously got raj's dad turns up and then that's quite a fun little storyline too so i think there's probably enough to um to be interested in in what we get next week more so than this week which uh, I will say, Raj's dad, uh, just keep an eye out for him if you're a Glee fan. Again, Ryan Murphy recycling uh, his actors. Uh, he's, I mean, he was never a major character in Glee, but he was someone prominent enough that you'll know who he is if you're a Glee fan. Uh, so like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all the relevant channels, and we'll be back next week to talk more about Nip Tuck as we continue on this interesting ride along the way. My name is Ben, and you look like a woman who likes to take charge. And uh, I'm Nick, and uh, I've been passing as a honky white cracker for my entire life. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.